Chapter 17. Waves Still Crashing. New York City, July 2042. People, take your places. We're live in one minute. The voice bellowed out to the TV studio audience for Living It Live with David St. Gaudens. A special telecast of the evening show had been inserted into regular live streaming as part of the imperial celebrations the week after Lars's death. The audience applauded on cue when the board lit up. The overhead voice screeched out, And now our host for Living It Live with David St. Gaudens, the dynamic, intrepid, and lively David St. Gaudens. The man came out, waving and pointing, and stood in front of the set. He turned to the guests and yelled, Welcome! 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 He clapped his hands together while keeping his arms quite rigid in the penguin style of flipper-flapping that was his trademark. And good evening to all of you here and at home in these glorious United States, or... I mean these glorious United Nations of America. U-N-A! 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 Oh my, it shouldn't take me this long to get used to that one. Am I right? Hmm? Am I right, people? Penguin clapping. Applause. What a show we have tonight. It is an honor to have my colleague in serious telejournaltainment, Cyrene. Applause. Also with us is the hottest actor on the hottest show on America's hottest network, Clayton Bramont. Applause. It's an honor to also have here Congressperson Kyle Wiley and Mrs. Congressperson Wiley, as well as the president of football powerhouse Notre Dame, Father Ned Hesbron. Applause. Now, let's begin. Cyrene, you've already had the two men responsible for Lars's capture on your show. Envy seeped from his smile. You sneaky little snake, how did you manage that one? Cyrene laughed and ran her middle finger up and down her leg, brushing it up to her chest. Well, Mr. St. Gaudens, I don't think I can say. This is still prime time. Laughter and applause. Point taken. I guess that puts me at an automatic disadvantage, or should I say, autoerotic disadvantage. Am I right, people? Woo! He fanned himself like a southern bell. Laughter and applause. But seriously, well done, Cyrene. The interview was great. Well, David, as you know, in all television, be it reality or the news, we have our fans to thank for our successes. She pointed to the audience, and it makes me proud as a journalist to have so many people heaping praise not on you, David, or myself, but heaping praise on our great Emperor Shane. Applause. It's due to his leadership that the monster was caught and eliminated, that his cohorts in crime are being pursued as we speak, that the entire globe has come under the control of our great and glorious power. Thunderous applause. 
David St. Gaudens stood when he read the cue card, indicating for all to stand for a second spontaneous ovation. As the applause sign shut off, the audience and guests sat down again. Thanks, Cyrene, for a splendid rally. You really know how to make things stand straight up and erect, don't you? Am I right? Hmm? Am I right, people? He fanned himself again, two spontaneous hoots, howls, and laughter as the monitor commanded. Looking down the road, David pointed to Representative Wiley. Congressperson Kyle Wiley, exactly what does the capture and execution of Lars mean to us as a people? Wiley sat up straight and fixed his hair. He kissed Mrs. Representative Wiley's hand and looked into the camera. David, the success of Fetch Dog Foods Operation Lars Hunt is a testament to the stamina, stability, and stature of the great people of this great empire. Three weeks was all it took to capture the fiend. His voice cracked. Twenty-one days. One day for each of the valiant twenty-one massacred not that long ago. The emperor has assured us that the fear which creatures like Lars sow among our great people will never rear its ugly head again. Applause. David nodded. Which brings us to Clayton Bramont. Tell us, please, Clay, what does Lars's capture and demise mean for you personally? Beyond being an award-winning star, sex object, multi-billionaire, and, of course, a sought-after governmental confidant, you have an exciting angle to share with us. Bramant sipped from his mug and looked at the audience. David, I've never told another human being before, but it's something very personal, very private, and I tell only you. He leaned his elbows on his thighs and glanced up at the camera like a foundling in a pet rescue. I have never been as scared as I was when that demon Lars was on the loose. I had the feeling my end was near. Gasps. He nodded and held out his hand to the audience. You see, David, he had been stalking me and planned to kill me. He was watching my home my every move. I lived in fear of what he might do. He was obsessed with me. In fact, he had drugged me and kidnapped me, holding me against my will after that splendid Screen Actors Gala last year. It was only through the intervention of the ever-vigilant Emperor Shane that my friend Portiana Leviathan, national director of our esteemed Guild of Screen and Field Performers, received word of my abduction. She dispatched a small band of her finest security force who rescued me just as the beast had mounted me, with his dagger glistening, held high, and was about to kill me. Gasps. Vermont covered his face with his hands. Unfortunately, the fiend got away that time by holding a poisoned hypodermic needle to my throat, I yelled for the officers to shoot him, regardless of the danger to myself, but they refused. They said they were under orders to bring me out of the ordeal unscathed. Applause. I'm not here to judge, 
but I will say that Lars deserved no mercy. He was, as our illustrious leader has said, hell-bent on destroying our way of life, and we are not safe until all creatures like him are destroyed. Applause.